Welcome to the Mystery Bible. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. We have been looking at um, the first incident, if you will, as the children of Israel left Egypt. They were they went through the Red Sea, and we saw from reading that um, in chapter 15 of Exodus that they went through by faith, and we had some celebration at the um, uh, on the other side, if you will. We know that Miriam. It got together, the children of Israel were partying. And in the midst of all of this partying, and I talked to you guys about that, um, on being on the mountaintop, if you will, and then they come crashing down, uh, crashing down, meaning that they turned on God and began to murmur and complain and so forth. And uh, a lot of us, as we read the Exodus about the children of Israel, I know sometimes we would, as in current times, if you will, when we read that story, we would look back and say, wow, how could they be like that? You know what I mean? We, we uh, kind of judge them because we are thinking, okay, they're seeing uh, the Red Sea parting. They're seeing the army of Egypt uh, breaking and dying. They're seeing all these marvelous stuff as they are moving through. They saw the fact that the Israelite, uh, the, sorry, the Egyptians gave them their wealth. We know that these people had glimpse, if you will, of fate, and they walked by fate. We know they did because it tells us in the um, in the story when they were going to ask for the wealth that Moses said to them, "Ask the people for their wealth and so forth." And he said that the people went. So the fact that they went along with it meant that they must have believed it to a degree, and they went and they did that. And we know when it came to the Red Sea, they went, they did it, they walked by faith, and they walked through the Red Sea. And then when they get on the, so the other side and they started partying, as we saw in Exodus um, 15, which we entitled the, uh, you know, the Song of uh, Israel uh, last week, um, uh, podcast. And so we are seeing this phenomenon, and I told you guys, it, it is happening today. The children of Israel sing the song of Moses. That was the title of last week. Um, it slipped my mind for a second. But I wanted to talk to you about this high, this mountain high top. And we are looking now today at this same uh, situation from a different vantage point we saw from Exodus. And so let's go back in at the end of Exodus chapter 15, and then we are going to jump over to 16 so that you can see the transition of the Bible. But when we go back in and look at the book of Yasher, we see that there were some other things that took place. And the, the those incidents that took place that are not in the Bible are in several other sources. The, Yash, the book of Yasher, we know that Josephus um, it's in his uh, writings in book three and um, the legend of the Jews also it's in there as well so there are other sources and for some reason the Bible didn't um, dwell on it and that is why I brought in all these other sources as we are looking at the Bible to give us additional information and insight as I said around the time the governments and the people the culture of that time so that we can get a better flavor of to the story. It doesn't change anything in the story. Um, it doesn't take away from the Bible. It simply accompanies the Bible to bring the additional information as we are, or as it's our custom here. 
So let's take a look at the end of uh, 15, chapter 15, um, in the book of Exodus. It says, And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon you, which I have brought upon the Egyptian, for I am the Lord that he would be. And they came to Elim, where there were twelve wells of water, and threescore and ten palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters. That's where we end off on 15. Now let's go into chapter 16 of the Bible. And chapter 16, the um, let's just take a synopsis of it. It says, Israel murmurs from want of bread and lust for the flesh pot of Egypt. The Lord rained bread from heaven and sends quail for meat. Israel is given manna each day except the Sabbath for 40 years. That is the synopsis that took place in 16, but I want to read part of it. And they took their journey from Elam and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of Sin which is between Elam and uh, the Mount Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month after their departure, departing out of the land of Egypt. Verses 2, And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children said unto them, Would to God we had died in the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pot, and when we did eat bread to the full. For you have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So we see the mountaintop um, and the crashing. And that principle, like I said, I've seen it in my own life, my personal life, um, many times. And so we need to be very humble when we go on the mountaintop. You know, remember the famous uh, uh, speech of Martin Luther King. He talked about the mountaintop and then it came crashing. For something, you know, there's this principle there about the mountaintop and you and I have to tread lightly and be humble and remember our place in the sense that our flesh, the weakness of who we are. And so we would stay humble and continue our walk in faith. Because as I said to you, as I'm studying the Word of God to see how God set up this whole thing, in the book of Romans, it tells us how he had set it up. Herein is the righteousness of God revealed. The just shall live by faith. So it's from faith to faith the just shall live by faith. Here is Herein is the right way by which God has set up the system by which you and I will operate on this planet. That is from faith to faith. So as we're moving through our life, and we see an example here in the children of Israel as they're moving through in their journey, if you will, and in our journey will always come hard times, darkness, if you will. And they, God specializes in dealing with darkness. And we saw his specialty in Genesis chapter 1 when he came upon darkness. And when he came upon it, he said, let there be light. And I want to encourage all of you that the word of God is a lamp. It is light. 
And so when you are in your darkness, bring light to it in your walk of faith. Light meaning bringing the word of God in the situation. You see that the children of Israel, in their dark times, they reverted back to the programming uh, that they had because they they laid out how it was back there. And all of us would complain about what it's back there, not realizing the promise that God had said, I'm taking you to a land of milk and honey. I had actually give it to you. So these guys, they haven't lift their head up to the promise of God. They're not guided by the promise of God that I have given you the promised land. They're guided by their memory, by their past. They're looking back always. And when you look back always, you are going to murmur. You're going to complain. You're not going to be in faith. You cannot look back all the time and be in faith. Lot's wife looked back and she was not in faith. And we know what happened to her. You see the children of Israel looking back. And as they look back, they begin to murmur, complain, taking their eyes off of the promise of God. God said, I will take you there. I have given it to you because I've made a promise to your father as well, your fathers, your forefathers. And he introduced himself. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm the God that made that promise. And so I'm trust me and I'll take you to this place. But as we see and we read in uh, chapter 16, that the children of Israel is has taken their eyes off of the promise that God had given to them and they began to focus on what was. And so I want to challenge all of you guys to stop focusing on what was and focus on, I have, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you. Focus on that. Focus, lift your head up and stop being governed by your circumstances, by your past. Because if you do that, you're going to come out of faith. And we'll see us all through in the book of Exodus, that every time the children of Israel are out of faith is because they're looking back and they're complaining. They're murmuring against God, the God who showed them all of that power, the God who delivered them, wiped out, destroyed a whole nation to bring them out, the God who took them through the Red Sea, the God who gave them the wealth of the nation, the God who uh, introduced himself with all the plagues and the destructions, the judgment on the gods of Egypt, all those gods that they had put their faith in while they were there for that 420 years, God destroyed all of them so that they can now put their faith in him. But yet they are incapable, they were incapable of releasing the old program that they had for that 420 years that they were under. And so, you and I have been programmed while we were in darkness. And the Bible tells us that. And so this uh, picture of the children of Israel is easily you and I because we do the very same thing. We do not look up, do not look forward. God says to us, leave this land and go. We don't know how, um, because as I said to you guys, if you listen to those teaching that I had about uh, deliverance and um, and salvation, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Those are his, he owns them. He owns this. Our God owns this, salvation and deliverance. And salvation means that we are being saved. We will be saved. He says he introduced himself as their salvation because they didn't know him. 
So he introduced himself as the salvation. And he delivered them by proof. He showed them proof how he delivered them all through the um, the, the situation with, with Pharaoh and so forth. And so you and I have a responsibility to either trust this God or not, or get out of the way. Um, you know, and the Bible tells us that God hates those that, uh, walk away from faith. And Jesus said, you, you better choose. Be, uh, either you be, uh, stop being lukewarm. He said, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Um, so, uh, you need to pick a side, uh, because there's only two kingdoms on this planet, guys. The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God's dear son. And we have a choice to pick. We can't oscillate back and forth and go visit and then come back, visit and come back. We visit by when we, um, walk by the flesh and not by the spirit. So, that's our life. Usually we, we visit and we come back. We visit, we come back out of the kingdom. But you have to understand what happens to us when we become born again. The Bible tells us that uh, we became, uh, when we were in the kingdom of darkness in, in, in uh, Ephesians, I believe Ephesians 5, it says, you were darkness. We were darkness. And then when we become born again, we become light. So in the kingdom of darkness is darkness. Um, and you look at those passages and you see them speak darkness because there is no light because the Bible tells us that God says, the Lord says that I am light. God says, I am light. Jesus said, I am the light. And so he says, you now be the light. So you and I have to be the light. So I wanted to show you in the children of Israel, the examples there. Um, and we are going to take a look at, I wanted to bring to you Exodus, um, and then bring that continuation as to show you what happened. We saw that it was, there was nothing that what we we're going to talk about mentioned in the Bible. The book of, um, Josephus has a lot to say about that war and a lot more than the other sources. And so we're going to need some time for that. That might be a two-parter. Um, so today what we're going to do is focus on the book of Yasher. And uh, we'll take some of that. And um, uh, we'll look at also the legend of the Jews. We are moving into volume three. And this, again, uh, we talked about, this is volume three by uh, um, Lewis Ginsburg. Uh, he is bringing that translation from the German manuscript by Paul Radden. And so I want to make sure that you guys know what these things are. So you can go take a look at it yourself, you know, and make sure that you get it. But we, the legend of the Jews is, uh, that's where we're going to continue as far as, um, chapter three, chapter three or, or the, um, what is called the book, book three. And so we're going to look at that, um, uh, and talk about it from that vantage point so that we can see because it has a lot to say in there and, um, so that you guys can see what happened there. Okay. So let's take the book of Yasher and then we will go into that and see what it says here. We are now in the book of Yasher chapter 81 and we are looking at the and then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and you guys are familiar with this because we read that in in, in uh, last week in the book in the Bible um, that the Lord caused the Egyptians to fall before them and all Israel sang in concert saying I will sing on the Lord for he is greatly exalted the horse and rider has been cast into the sea. Behold, it is written in the book of the law of God. That's one of the books that are another source that we have access 
to once they began to start collecting and finding some of these. They have found many uh, other sources. Uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls holds a lot of good information. You guys should go read some of those things. And I've said to you before, I've given you um, some starting point. Dr. Ken Johnson does a great deal on that type of stuff. He collects them and he and his team are putting it in a format by which um, the layperson like you and I can get access to all of that information so that we can see. I know he's putting it in several book forms and so forth. So you guys go to Dr. I think it's BibleFact.org is his site and um, you can gather all of those things there. And it's some really, really good stuff. And all that Israel sang in concert, imagine that day, man. There's hundreds of thousands of people coming out and a hundred, over several hundred thousand people singing the, the volume of that, um, camp just singing must have been something else to witness and be a part of. And right after all this singing onto the Lord and praising God, the people go nuts and began to complain. And so we see then that uh, they sang this song, and it says, And they journeyed from Mar uh, and came to Elim. And in Elim were twelve springs of water and seventy date trees, and the children of Elim encamped there by the waters. And we talked about that. Um, and I have, a, I have a theory about, you know, the apple that they talk about. There's no apples in that region, but there are lots of dates and stuff like that. So that's just my thing. And anyway, and after the children of Israel proceed on the journey and encamped in Marah, and the Lord gave the children of Israel statues and judgment in the place of Marah, and the Lord commanded the children of Israel to walk in all of his ways and serve him. And we read that before. That's the first reading that we read in chapter 15. And so that's what he gave to them, and that is considered the, and the Lord commanded the children. So his, he gave them uh, the children of Israel, statues and judgment. So those statues and judgment, if you will, is laid out. And he said to them, and he says, if, so I want you guys to see what statues and judgment has to do. And so you could get an understanding of it. And said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do what is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon you, which I have brought upon Egyptians, for I am the Lord that he will be. So now these are conditions, okay? These are conditions that he is putting before these kids, that these people that have been programmed for several hundred years. So he's laying out the conditions for you and I to have a successful and a healthy life, meaning that I will put none of these diseases upon you, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. So he is God that heals us. So let's continue in the book of Yasher. And so, and they journeyed from Elam and came to the wilderness of Sin. And the fifteenth day of the second month after they departed, they departed our departure from Egypt. 
And at the time the Lord gave manna to the children of Israel to eat, and the Lord caused food to rain from heaven for the children of Israel day by day. So we're going to look at that in other sources as well. And the children of Israel um, ate manna for 40 years, all the days that they were in the wilderness until they came to the land of Canaan to possess it. Because God has to feed these people, right? Uh, there are hundreds of thousands of them. And they proceeded from the wilderness of sin and encamped in Alush. And they proceeded from Alush and encamped in Rephidim. And when the children of Israel were in Rephidim, Amalek, the son of Elphaz, and the son of Esau, and the brother of Zeppel, came to fight with Israel. And it tells us, and they brought with them eight hundred of one eight hundred and one thousand men, uh, magicians and conjurers, and he prepared for battle with Israel in Rephidim. And they carried on a great and severe battle against Israel, and the Lord delivered Amalek and his people into the hands of Moses and the children of Israel, and into the hands of Joshua, the son of Nun. And so we see this battle, okay? And he brought with them 800,000. We know that uh, God is the one because it says the Lord delivered them into the hands of his people. We've talked about this before, and we know that all they can basically do, the children of darkness, they can puff, huff and puff, if you will. But it is the will of God the Father that will always supersede every crazy behavior that man will ever do because it tells us thy will be done on earth as it is in the heavens so how is god going to do his will on earth as it is in the heavens through his kids that's how he's going to do it through you and i through his people he is going to judge nations through you and i he's going to judge them he's going to say they are to be destroyed and then he's going to send you and I to go destroy him. And so that's what he did with the children of Israel. You'll see through the, the, um, the Bible where he would tell them to go into a particular area and destroy them, kill everything, kill the animals, kill everybody. Um, and most of those people, and uh, you will see, they were descendants of the Nephilims. Uh, um, and so he was taking them all out because this was not a part of what he wanted for his creation. And you will see that from time to time. He will tell Joshua and those guys when they're fighting certain people, kill them all because those animals were corrupted uh, and he didn't want them to partake of all of that corruption. But God the Father is the one. His will will be done and it supersedes every single man because the scripture tells us that all souls are mine. He says, behold, I am the Lord the God of all flesh. And so he is the God of all flesh. And he talks about all souls are mine and all these type of stuff. So when we are in our battle, if you will, we are not alone. Uh, just want to let you know that you're not alone. If you are a child of God, you're not alone. And it says, and the Lord delivered, as I mentioned to you guys before, salvation belongs to God. Deliverance belongs to God. God is the only one who is capable of saving someone, he is the only one who is capable of delivering someone. And so it says, because he owns those, those are his property, he then has to administer it. And so this war before the children of Israel, this battle against Israel came up, and it says, and the Lord delivered 
Amalek and his people into the hands of Moses and the children of Israel. So God will deliver us, okay, out of our situation because he promised that he would. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He owns deliverance. And that is one of the problems that many of us have. And the children of Israel had, this was their problem when they came up to something. When they came up to the water, the Red Sea, they were worried because they're looking, they said, we are dead. But God says, I am your deliverer. I am your salvation. He introduced them himself to you, to them. He's trying to say, hey guys, I'm the one you turn to. I am your salvation and I will deliver you. And so when they're in this battle, he is their salvation. He will deliver him. And they did. And so that's our problem. We don't have to worry and focus as to how he is going to deliver us. Because most of us spend our energy figuring out how God is going to deliver us and not trusting that he will deliver us. Because if we're looking at, and we get upset if he didn't do it this way. We get upset if he didn't do it that way because we think that we own the deliverance, but we don't own it. If you don't own it, what are you worried about it for? Focus on your faith. Keep fighting. Keep focus. Keep moving from faith to faith, the just shall live by faith. That's our responsibility. And I want to bring this truth over to you guys um, because it's really important to get it. Because when you get it, your life, your Christian life will be a, a little less stressful because you're worrying how he's going to do it. Stop worrying about how he's going to do it and start rejoicing that he will do it because he promised that he will. And the scripture says that God is not a man that he should lie. And so we see that he gave this um, battle to his children, to Moses, and uh, into the hands of Joshua um, and uh, the servant of Moses. So this was Moses' right-hand man, if you will. And the children of Israel smote Amalek and his people at the edge of the sword. But the battle was very sore upon the children of Israel. Some of us are going to die in battle. I remember reading this book, um, and it was really popular. Why do uh, bad things happen to good people? Because you're people. That's why, you know. I mean, God said he would deliver us. He will help us through these things. You remember, Isaiah was a prophet. He was sawn in half, man. Think about that. And it's not like the type of saw that we have today, you know. So um, read the book of... of um, of Hebrews chapter 11, you'll see that these men and women, a lot of them were brutalized. Um, Christians were brutalized. We were tossed to the lions. We, you know, and so that's one of the things that always concern me with these guys that are preaching, um, you know, the faith movement in the sense of what they call the faith movement or the financial faith movement or whatever it is. But faith is not a movement. As I tell people, faith is a lifestyle. It is how God had designed that you and I walk from faith to faith. That's it. And so these guys, though, um, you see them focusing on faith for material things. They're telling everyone, you got to get this fancy house. If you don't have a house and four Cadillacs and, and BMW and, and Bentley and all these crazy things, if you don't have this wealth, the faith. these guys are preaching another gospel. There's gospel that talks that we, those are our, our those are ours, you know, and God will give to those who he chooses. There's some of us 
we can't touch that money because we will go nuts and we'll lose our salvation. And I pray to God that, you know, you get yourself prepared so that God can trust you with the little. And he said, if I can trust you with little, I'll trust you with the much. And the reason why many of us don't get any of that stuff is because God can't trust us with little. And so when he trusts us with a little, he'll give you much because he knows your heart is right on what you're going to do with that much because you did it when you had the little. And so God is not mocked, man. So don't listen to these guys about chasing all the millions and all that type stuff. There's a better gospel. Paul talks about the gospel of contentment. I've done a lot of teaching about the gospel of contentment. Paul says, I've been rich, I've been poor, but I learned one thing out of that whole thing that my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. God will supply my need. That's what he came out of. He said there's a better gospel. So don't listen to these people, man. So we see then that the children of Israel smote Amalek and his people at the edge of the sword, but the battle was very sore upon the children of Israel. There's some people going to die. And the Lord said to Moses, write this thing as a memorial for you in a book and place in the hand of Joshua, the son of Nun, your servant, and you shall command the children of Israel, saying, when thou shall, um, when, when, when thou shall, uh, come to the land of Canaan, thou shalt utterly affect, efface the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And so he says, when you get there, I want you to even do some more work, um, totally uh, take this man off the planet. Because you got to remember, this guy uh, was a part of the Nephilim seed as well. And God began to um, uh, uh, go after them through the children of Israel uh, to destroy everything that they did and what they were on this planet. And Moses did so, and he took the book and wrote upon Upon it, these words saying, Remember what Amalek has done to you in the road, on, in the road when thou wentest forth from Egypt, who met you in the road and smote your rear, even those that were feeble behind you when thou was faint and weary. See the type of people that he killed. And so the, the enemy is the same. He's always an opportunist that is looking for weakness. For where are, where have you been? The Lord says, I'm going around roaming the earth to see, to see whom I may devour. And so he's looking for your weakness. He's looking for you to walk in the flesh. Therefore it shall be when the, your, uh, the Lord your God shall have given you the rest of all your enemies round about in the land which the Lord their God has given you for an inheritance. Are you seeing this? Are you reading this declaration? This, if the children of Israel had gotten this, um, if they got it drop into them, as I said, if they were looking up at this promise, um, they would not be murmuring. Therefore it shall be when the Lord your God shall have given you, shall have given you rest from all thine enemies round about you in a land which the Lord thy God has given you for an inheritance. That's your inheritance. You are going and get your inheritance. And so they couldn't get it. Your inheritance, what do you do with your inheritance? To possess it. You possess your inheritance. That thou shalt blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven, thou shalt not forget it. And the king who shall have pity on Amalek, or upon his memory, or upon his seed, his kid, anybody, his even his memory, I will require it from him. 
and I will cut him off from amongst his people. And Moses wrote all these things in a book, and he enjoined the children of Israel um, respecting all these matters. So he read it, he wrote it in a book, and he talked about it to the children of Israel, and they didn't pay attention, and the wilderness begins. So I want to thank you guys for following me, man. I uh, really appreciate it. We're going to pick up uh, next week. Uh, we uh, had some little detours back and forth, some conversations, if you will. And so I want to thank you guys for continuing your journey with me. Uh, thank you for all those that uh, uh, support me. And thank you for those that are sending me, uh, buying me coffees and supporting me monthly. Your uh, uh, your Whatever you give, trust me, you may, I know many of you uh, send me, you give me small amounts and you, you know, to me, that is precious. Whatever it is you can give is absolutely precious. And so I take that before the Lord and ask him to bless you and to multiply you and your family's need and, 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 and get you out of your situation. But whatever you give, don't worry about any of that. A cup of coffee that you guys buy. All the links are there for you to, to have access. And those who have questions or prayer requests, please let me know and I will bring them before God so that we can grow together as sons and daughters of God and learn who we are and change this world.